yeah so i after i got the sauron tattoo i mean this wasn't ideal and i didn't want to schedule it like this but the day after i got my big like tattoo on my right leg the next day i had a big tattoo that was going to go on my calf on like the other side of my calf that i hadn't tattooed yet so i thankfully slept really well and everything and i felt fine the next day like a little tired maybe and i was just like i'll be fine for the tattoo and um it's about an hour away the shop uh i wanted to go for this like specific guy anyway i go i drove all the way up there like in traffic and shit and um i ended up hating the design like really didn't like what he drew oh man and immediately i was like yeah man like i didn't even say because there was like nothing i liked about it so I looked down and I was just like, yeah, can we change this and remove that and maybe make it more like this and blah, blah. And he was like, oh, I thought you said you were like down for anything. And I'm just like, yeah, but it was like an ugly tattoo. Like it was just ugly. Like the design was just, I didn't like it. I mean, um, when you say you're down for anything. Yeah. Like literally he was like, man, I've been wanting to tattoo that specific skull for like months now. And I know it's weird. And that's why I was like, hey, this guy's down for anything. I'll, I'll finally get to tattoo this weird skull. Uh, and I was like, yeah, man, sorry. I'm not into like, anyway, we ended up having a consultation, but like when I first got there, he looked down and he saw the tattoos that were already at this point, like a week old. So they're like pretty well healed already at that point. But, uh, man, he, he looked down and he was just like, do you have two healing tattoos right now? And I was like, yeah. And then, and he goes, and you want to get another one today? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, that's not a really, we kind of advise against that. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I also have this one. And I lifted it up my shorts and I was like, I got this yesterday. I, I mean, we talked about this like two weeks ago. Is that like this is I mean, you're inflicting wounds on yourself, you know? Yeah, I just didn't. Honestly, for some reason, it didn't cross my mind that it would be that it could be an issue with healing. I thought at, if anything, I was going to get sick. I remember saying that I'm like, yeah, I might get sick because my body is like going through so much like trauma or whatever, but I didn't think about like, what if they scab up really bad or what if they just like heal really ugly for some reason? Cause my body just can't handle it. And he kind of got in my head and we ended up just doing a consultation and I rescheduled for December with him. And then like, after this tattoo that I got on Saturday, I was like, man, I have another one next Saturday. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to push that one. So I pushed that one another week. So I have like a full two weeks now that I get to recover completely. And then I'm doing like some arm, small arm filler tattoos yeah. on on one day and then the next day i'm getting kind of a big one on my calf but it's oh like oh my god dude is it like but then i'm done after is that is it the only way you get off now yeah it's, it's like, like i can't tattoo? i can't get hard without yeah without a, a hot oh, knife shit. cutting into my skin this well, was by far like one of the most painful tattoos i've ever got like bar I, fucking none dude not even close i mean they're not like simple tattoos either no this one has like the line work alone took him almost two hours before we even did any shading and the shading took three hours. So I was sitting there for like a little over five hours, like tattooing, like they call it the sweet meat, like the fucking like softest baby skin full of stretch marks yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. too. So like, I don't know if that makes it hurt worse, but it, it probably doesn't help. Uh, like by, at the end, like I was looking at my arm in the mirror and some of my stretch marks like down here were so puffy and red and i was just like dude i'm in so much pain right now and and then it was just like horrible headache that i couldn't get rid of and just like super tired from sunday until today yeah man i i i think repetitive uh i'd say intense tattoo sessions 
all in very quick succession. I mean, it takes like a month for a tattoo to really heal, right? To like fully, fully heal. Yeah, a month. Um, but I mean, so far, the all the ones that I've gotten are healing really, really nicely. You know, like, and I'm I'm recovered. I'm eating well. I'm like still trying to like take really good care of myself. But I had to push some things out, man. I was just like, I just can't. And like the only the only thing now is like I have those two at the very end of the month. And the only reason I'm not worried about it is because that's going to give like this fresh one a solid two weeks to like heal and scab and everything. And then the next ones are like, boom, boom. And then I'm done for like a month and a half, you know? So it's like, everything gets to, gets to chill. Yeah. It's crazy. Fucking, it's, it's, it just, was, it's wild, man. I don't it's, know it wasn't that. the best idea. I'm never, I'm not going to do this again. If anything, what I'm going to do is like try and get like two tattoos in one sitting, like get smaller ones that I can get like two in one. Uh, and then like, uh, do every other weekend, like give myself like a full two weeks in between tattoo sessions I, to like f- fully recover. Can I, can I ask you what may be like a personal question? Yeah, sure. What's the fucking urgency, man? It's, it's not, it's not urgency is that I feel like I'm making up for lost time because the whole, the whole reason I'm doing it like this is because if it were my choice, I would get this many tattoos over the course of a year like eight tattoos or whatever in the course of a year yeah but that means like almost one a month or one every other month you know and if i do that i won't be able to work out like i'll have to keep taking time off from working out so for me i'm like let me get a year's worth of tattoos in like a month and a half and i know that there's a lot of people that do this like this is a thing i don't i think the my big problem is that like a lot of the tattoos that i've gotten to this point have been big like yeah big things that it's like yeah it's like if i was getting a bunch of little tattoos every week it would be completely fine you know so it's like yeah so i can always reschedule the the ones at the end of the month too if i if it gets to the point where i'm getting up there and i'm just like fuck i don't think i should do this you know like uh i can always reschedule so uh not a big deal i already moved one to december um but yeah lesson learned man I had a feeling I was like, I, I probably will never do this again unless it just goes wildly better than I expected to. And it hasn't. It actually even I then got you hit. probably just shouldn't do it again. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. I'm probably like so like I need like immune boosting things. What's our what's some immune boosting foods and drinks that you know of? Uh, I drank a lot of beer last night. I think that's good. I, I think that probably that's just really great for system. fucking healing. You yeah. fucking idiot <laughs> you fucking dumbass <laughs> jesus christ i don't know electrolyte <laughs> yeah i've been drinking gatorade and shit actually i should have a gatorade right now get your gatorade boo <laughs> this fucking this blurring filter is doing its fucking I best i can't hear you my headphones fell out it's all What'd good you say? I, was, I was saying the fucking blur filter on your screen has been is fucking sweating its balls off trying to get you right trying so hard right now yeah i can't i can't see myself i have to take off the self view on zoom or i'm just staring at myself talking the entire time i'm i'm in meetings and stuff you wouldn't get it no i'm just at my in-person job okay i'm just out there in the real world you know sure like like that's great (laughs) Look, I wish Who I was wants in to the be in the fucking world. real world. Okay, huh? I wish I was in the digi world. I wish I was in Sword Art Online. Hmm. You know, but yeah. we can't all we can't all get isekai to wherever we want. 
playing Digimon and playing with your Digipets. And- yes, with my Digivice and my yeah. Digivices. <laughs> <laughs> you, would, you would do Digi-heroin. So much Digi-heroin. Like so much Digi-heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Are you dyeing your hair like every week at this point? Nah, man. It looks, I swear it looks different every time I see you. Uh, well, it's too long to spike it now. And so okay. it's kind of in this weird, awkward stage where it's too short to spike it up, but it's too long to like do anything with it. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, but no, man, I just like, the thing is, I just, I, I dyed my whole fucking hair. I bleached it all. And then mm-hmm. I kind of combed the red dye through that. And so it kind of mm-hmm. like has layers in a way. You know? Yeah, for sure. It looks like strawberry lemonade. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I think it turned out really well. Everyone yeah. I was surprised by how many people like are surprised that I did it myself. It was actually a very janky rundown operation. <laughs> it, but it looks kind of punkish. It looks DIY, but like in it, a good way. Yeah, we didn't have any uh, gloves, so I just kind of put the red dye on my bare hands. You're so uh, fucking punk. Which is punk as fuck. God damn it. Fuck, speaking man. of speaking of what's up buds and welcome to a new episode of the earbuds podcast the podcast where two buds talk about one album for many minutes we are your hosts lucas evangeline indrakovs here with ash ashy two supersonic ashy two legs <laughs> oh ashy two legs herself thank you yeah my two legs um, and we're here to talk about uh, a, a certain record. We usually pick a certain record, right? Before. Sometimes it's random. Sometimes it's random. Usually you know? it's it's specific. It, we, we're like, at least try and listen to this one. Um, and this one, uh, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Because we're talking about one of my favorite punk bands uh, of all time. Bad Religion and their album Process of Belief. That I'm gonna... uh, weirdly, I don't think... For the era that it came out in 2002, I don't think there's any like 9-11 type references in this. Odd. Odd. Very odd. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Agreed. Come on, guys. What kind of political yeah, punk that was band a fucking, are you? That was just a, a lob. That was just a, a volley. Maybe, like, maybe it was just hanging fruit, you know? Maybe it was just too easy. They're like, everyone's doing it. <laughs> it's so boring uh, now. I'm going to rip the bandaid off right now. And say oh, you shouldn't it. be too excited about what I got to say about you know. Okay, let's get into it, man. Because I absolutely fucking love Bad Religion. Like, I am ex- so excited to hear you gush about it because I <laughs> need you to get me to a better level right now. I mean, they have at least four or five records that I love, and I will just like listen to them over and over again. Um, I think Greg Graffin specifically is a huge reason why I love, he's the vocalist, why I love Bad Religion. I think he's one of the best punk vocalists, uh, like one in the top 10. Punk I would vocals. say the most interesting thing about this record was by far the, the lyrics. He's an incredible lyricist. He is so fucking smart, man. I'm pretty sure he teaches uh, some class at like Cornell University. Kind of, kind of an egghead. You know, yeah, and we'll sneak in those fucking words that you're like, okay, but no one really knows or uses that word. You it's know, it's so weird how he makes it work too. Like it's just this it can fly like, right by you if you're not listening. You you have to read along to the lyrics to like really get a full appreciation of what he's saying because he's doing it so fast and he, like you said, he's using like 
sometimes four or five syllable words you're like what the fuck dude this is a punk yeah. record and he sounds like this really theatrical like this prose about him like he's just so fucking smart he can't help it is what it feels like um but i another reason why i love bad religion is because of their guitar tones i've always thought like brian baker and bert uh, brett gerowitz i think um their guitar tones and the way they mic and mix them is just like i think it's it's my favorite punk guitar tone of really? any band as well yeah because i feel like what i love so much about it is that it's just as raw and kind of like gritty and distorted as it is super clean and really well produced you know yeah it's still it, got that grittiness with it but it's very it, it's not so sloppy that you can't really tell when the notes are changing you know no, exactly yeah like it's everything the the production on this record like everything is just so clear and like polished but it still has a really good like hardcore skate punk you know it's not too clean it's not too like shiny yeah you know they got a perfect balance on that so you can really hear everything like bad religion has always also been especially like this era of their albums has also been one of the best production of punk bands like of this era for sure <laughs> I, they always I had they that. always had yeah they actually have fucking bottom you know like they have like bass to right. their songs yeah. which like no punk band did yeah well, it helps that the um this record is the return of brett gerwitz i believe yeah right? yeah so brett brett gerwitz is the guy who started epitaph records so yes. i think the record label started getting too busy and he was he had to bow out but also this is bad religions return to epitaph Yes, they. I think they were Atlantic before. They were at Atlantic, and the albums that they released with Atlantic are considered to be like their worst. Re that's uh, well, it's kind of a decade span, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I think it's like three albums: um, No Control, uh, The New America, and I, I think there's another one in there that I'm forgetting. That I genuinely like all those records, but they don't. They don't sound like Bad Religion albums. And so it's crazy that they were like so unhappy and hated being at Atlantic so much. And they hated writing the new America so much that they thought it was going to be their last album. But then hooked up with Brett fucking recorded this whole new record. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like they're having fun. <laughs> it sounds like they're having a fucking blast. And there's like three guitarists and a, a bassist, a drummer, the singer, yeah, I think there's six people on this album, and it sounds like there's three guitars on this fucking album, dude. Like, there's the guitars are so loud and in your face, and the riffs are so fucking good, like such good melodic hardcore riffs, you know. And I think it's like I didn't know that this was a return to form because, spoiler alert, this is my first Bad Religion album that I ever heard. Yeah, so that probably explains why. Huh. Also, it's like one of my favorites of all of I theirs, and it's one of my favorite punk albums. It's interesting because I found this record um, and I assumed it was one of their first ones. And it's it's actually their like 11th record. Yeah, yeah. is their 11th or 12th or something? Yeah. I had no idea they've been playing since 1980. <laughs> Dude, yeah. They've been around such a fucking long time. And honestly, didn't really, after I listened to this album, like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, Bad Religion's like my new favorite fucking band. I was 14 when I heard it. And then. I was, I looked at their catalog. And I'm like, Oh, they have like 10 other albums I get to listen to. I'm like, fuck yes. And I bought like all of them, pretty much all of oh, them. Oh, fuck. 
<laughs> and just went deep on bad religion for us maybe two two solid years before i was able to like it was like bad religion and our bandits for about two years of my life shit i yeah. had no idea yeah man this is this is one that just like this album just stands out to me because it's they still keep some of the slower songs that they were starting to play on like no control and new America that people didn't like kind of like obvious radio friendly things like trying to appeal to more people. Yeah. Um, they still kept that on some of these songs on this record. Like uh, I'm trying to think of like one specifically uh, like broken broken's a really kind of like radio song, like slower kind of more alternative song. Sure. Um same with like epiphany and stuff. So it's, they keep some of it, but they make, they do it so much better. And then they just like have this album is like the best closing, the best opening tracks and the best closing tracks. For really? Me. Really? I fucking really? love them. What? Really? What? Okay. Explain okay. Explain yourself. Explain. No, yourself no, from no. The I think I'm turning the table. I'm, I'm turning the tables on your ass right now. What do you not? What, what is there to not like about this album, dude? What do you like about bored and extremely dangerous? That is such a good song. It's, it's such it's, a great closer. He sounds like he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> it's he's it's he's supposed to be like kind yeah, of sorrow for, for but it's yeah like, he's like theatrical. It's almost like he's tired. You know, it sounds like he's talking about people who fucking end up sh- like shooting, you know, match shootings and shit because they're bored and they're it's depressed. A very, it's a very heavy subject, um, but it just like it sounds like he's not confident in those lower registers to me. Uh, you know? Yeah. He's definitely, he definitely has a very specific range that he and can I, deliver really fucking good vocals, but yeah, that lower range, he's not great at. There's a couple, it's only a couple songs where he's like, even yeah. in this lower range, but it sounds like he's not exactly sure how to deliver it. Um, And on this last song, which is the only song where he does, he's like in this range the whole time. Uh, it was kind of an. It felt to me like a very odd one to leave off on, especially when it has this like ten second break that just oh, randomly like comes in the seconds. middle. Yeah, it's like thirty seconds of weird computer sounds. Like sounds like something that, like what we did for Mortalis for that one record. That we were like, we need to add some like weird stuff. <laughs> Let's add a weird track, and it was just sounds. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just like. But and it, you know it was just kind of like ambient sounds and like ambient talking. But I don't know if it was just the earbuds I was using, but it sounded like I couldn't hear it because of how quiet it was. And then the alarm started. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the alarm like no no maybe it's just me. Um, yeah. Are you listening then, to these on your fucking five or below headphones? No, I'm listening on my fucking AirPods. Okay, on my hair. Okay, that's good. Uh. Oh, you have AirPods. Color me impressed. I, your girls, I didn't realize who I was talking to. You're one of yeah, the literati. I got the fucking, I got the fucking off-brand Air Whore AirPods, okay? Air that my whore? dad got me for Christmas two years ago. They're Air Whores? A-I-R-H-O-O-R. They're literally Air Whores. Yeah, they're, I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know. My dad refuses to get me actual AirPods. Well, uh, they're fucking expensive. They're expensive. They're a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, and I just I thought that break was so random. It and was then it so unnecessary. Back. 
It was very weird. I don't know it, why they did it. It doesn't make any sense. It threw me off a little bit. And then it but comes that's the, back Okay, so that's the outro. But fucking Supersonic. You don't Super like Supersonic? Sonic's a great opening? fucking track. It's that's so a great fucking good. Track. That's such a great way to start the record, dude. It's such a banger. I, I think that's, to me, Bad Religion in their finest form is when they're at this pace. The, yes. Uh, the, these vocals are like built for this kind of song where it's like it, it, like fast singing I guess you'd say it's not rap um, but he's kind of like speaking at a very heightened pace um, yeah because he has in. a lot to fucking say there's so many lyrics in every song I think that song is the epitome of what I like in a bad religion song with like the backup yeah. vocals coming in and the chorus and uh, the guitar tone and uh you know, we'll talk about it later, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, okay. So supersonic, great opener, prove it a great follow-up to supersonics. Another really fast, great short, bad religion song. I wanted to ask you, why do you think they put all their minute songs at the very beginning of the record? You know, I was thinking about that too, because it's crazy how different the, the record opens versus how it closes. Like the first yeah. three songs on the record are like a minute, 20 seconds each. And then the last three songs are like three and a half minutes each. Like I, they like, end with like their longest immediately after the third song broken comes in. And it's like, a, I'd say it's it like feels a weird, pretty wholly different vibe. It feels really weird. It's like such a weird drop of energy where it's like the first three songs were so balls of the wall. And then yeah. I, that, I do not like broken where it is on the record. It like, completely takes you out of the album because then destined for nothing is right after that and i i legit think destined for nothing is like one of the catchiest punk songs ever written and it gets so stuck in my head to the point where it almost drives me insane it does have those whoa woes that we do whoa, love so, whoa. Much. so that's another thing that i love so much about bad religion is because there's so many like harmonized backup vocals on every song also so you have a lot of options on like what to sing along with when you're listening to the song. So they have these like, they have this replayability and these re-listens that you can, cause then you can pick the harmony or you can pick the third, you know, or, or do the main vocals. And it's like, they have so much of that to offer that. It's just like the songs just sound so full. And so, so them it's like, so anthemic, like fucking Queens style, like punk rock, you know, I don't think anyone is doing, no one does the three part, vocal harmonies in punk music no. that's just bad religion that's right? just bad re- i mean yeah i can't think of anyone else that that really does like, it that way where it's so fucking like stage theatrical sounded no effects kind of does it but kind of yeah it's not it's not like this mm. um a lot and of I'm the pretty time sure fat mike has admitted that he stole that from bad religion i'm 90 percent sure um and another thing that separates bad religion obviously is the singer um yes greg graf and i don't incredible vocalist i think it takes balls to uh sing like this on punk music if i'm being honest yeah yeah (laughs) i I think uh, it's it would probably be really hard for a lot of people to accept it it kind of to me it's the same thing as like howard uh singing in kill switch where it's mm-hmm. like you either love his weird Muppet voice or you fucking hate it, you know? And it's like, there's no two ways about it. And that it's like that. I could totally see Greg Raffman's voice ruining bad religion for some people where it's like the music is so great and crunchy and, and like aggressive and melodic. And, and, uh, and then you have this like really 
fucking classical singing kind of going on. It's like great voice, like weird. He's has a weird register also like where he sings, like his like sweet spot is just so weird. It's like not, he's not at his top of his range where he sounds super aggressive, but he's not at the bottom where you hear him like kind of struggle, right. Where he can't really like get down there and like push. He's somewhere like right in this sweet spot, right in the middle where it's just like, he's almost talking to you. It's like a talking tone. It In a way it's kind of like a lot of punk vocalists, kind of choose one note and just go with it right right and that's where yeah. you hear a lot of like you know yeah and it's it's almost like he's kind of taking that and revamping it with his uh singul- singulistics or whatever yeah it's almost like way. every song feels like a like a lecture <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah Which that's is- that's you feel like you're being lectured listening to, to which i guess Rose. makes sense if he's teaching at fucking at some college cornell yeah cornell. Some fucking ivy league college yeah that's oh. where uh yeah. sound garden came from i believe oh right yeah yeah chris made yeah. that one yeah yeah um and i think that's no i'm, I'm not gonna say it um cool <laughs> but what so so what do you not like about bad religion what do the thing, what, I, is, the thing uh, i don't like about bad religion is what i don't like about listening to punk right okay. and it's it's Is just it kind of same, same it can sound a little samey and that's my fault you know that's my bad like that's just my uh not very discerning ear because when you really listen to these tracks when you when i go you're back taking when, the I, when i when i let your victim blaming <laughs> i'm victim blaming myself for, yeah yeah <laughs> for not liking an album because <laughs> <laughs> when you listen to punk songs very in a very focused way you can they are doing different stuff they are doing interesting things uh Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day if you if you're just kind of casually listening it sounds like this sing-songy guy and these songs that are all like kind of the same punk beat right i mean i i definitely get that um did you because of that did you like the the more slower different songs like epiphany and and broken uh no not really you didn't like those either well i thought it was i i believe it's on the beginning of epiphany where they're trying to do this like it sounds like they're trying to emulate the police yeah dude Uh, on sorrow that's such a weird intro on sorrow yeah and then it just like all right well forget about that we're a punk band again yeah dude i was like okay Okay. well i'm just gonna go ahead and say it uh sorrow is one of my choice nugs damn okay well there you go what do you think about the intro I think it's so weird and I I've never understood the count. We tried to cover that song so many times. We tried to learn that song like so many times in, in Super Crew Boys, and we never stuck with it because we could not get that intro. Like we didn't understand it the is, time. It is very odd. It's so weird. And it is super policey, sky, and it's just so weird. But like, man, it is to me on this album the most like theatrical musical sounding song of of any of the other tracks on this record like this sounds like it could be in a musical like on broadway or whatever like let me take you to the hurting ground it we're yeah. all good men are trampled down it's like oh it's so fucking epic and i don't know how to describe it but he does on the verses he sounds like he's using a bit of like a clearer voice do you know what i yeah, mean yeah he's a, uh, 
it sounds like he's on stage projecting to like the back row. It sounds like he's in a musical. Yeah. It sounds like he's yeah. in a fucking musical. And it sounds it sounds like he's like doing these hand arm <laughs> gestures, you know? And it's just so good. The chorus is so catchy. The the three part harmonies in the background during the chorus, like sorrow. And everyone's like, there's four part harmonies singing sorrow. And it's so like it's almost like folk punk also sounding like it's interesting it's, uh, you said musical and it clicked yes. it was like oh 100%. yeah that's what that's what this even the chorus is extremely like yeah so, like yeah i imagine yeah, seeing so, this on stage and and a uh, big this has always been one of my favorite songs on the record but i also have like a super personal kind of connection to this song because i learned it i learned how to play it on guitar in high school and i randomly played it for my mom one day and she loved it my mom loves this song <laughs> But oh, like shit. she sings it along with me all the time. Like she'll ask me to play it on guitar when we're hanging out and we'll both sing like the whole song together. And she loves this song. That's so sweet. I know. Isn't that yeah. awesome, man? Like I love this song. And, and it's funny because the first time my mom heard it, like, or the first hundred times, it was just me on acoustic guitar. So to her, it's just kind of this folk Americana type sounding song. But then I played her the original and she like loves the original also. And my mom doesn't like music like this at all, you know? So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a hard, hard uh, choice snug for me. That one. Hard choice snug, man. I, I believe yeah. this was a single from the album. It was, I think it was the second single. Um, the first one was, Oh no, the, it was the first single. The second one was broken. And it just broken sounds like such a obvious. We're trying to write a single. Sure. Song. You gotta, <laughs> yeah. make, you gotta make the label happy. I guess you got to make Brett happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, okay. So what else do you not like about, about this? Like it's same, same. It's, it's same, same. The, uh, I'd say the standout track for drums is the beginning of sorrow. Like I'd say that's the most impressed I was with the drums. It's, it's samey through yeah. the whole thing. Fine. Uh, it's punk for right? sure. There's um, one song that he opens with a pretty good filler. Um, I think yes, I, I know which cool. one you're talking about, but I can't yeah. remember which one. Uh, yeah. Aside from that, pretty much just uh, a basic materialist. I'm materialist. Yeah. That's I'm a materialist. Fucking... I'm not a realist, dude. That's such if a I... weird chorus. I'm, I'm honestly, it kind of annoys me. <laughs> yeah, I can totally understand that. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like fucking shut up, okay? Uh, but <laughs> it's a good song. Do you, um, what about the riffs though, man? I feel like the riffs are so good I, on this record. It was hard for me to focus on the riffs because of how pushed forward the vocals are. Yeah. If I'm being honest. And it's like. Yeah. I think they know what they have with, with Greg. Like, you know what you have with him. It's so, he's so special as a punk vocalist, you know? And it's like, he should yeah. take center stage. And so it's like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, unless it was a part where it was just guitar playing without vocals it was kind of it was kind of hard for me to like figure out what they were doing back there um interesting man because i feel like the guitars are so loud and i i can hear them so clearly it's like i'm i'm literally again you know what this, it is? this album has so much replayability for me because i feel like the guitar riffs are so singable like i'll be like singing along to the guitar sometimes when i'm listening to a song you know like not even any of the vocals i i have a theory as to why these little mixed discrepancies keep happening between you and me. And I think it's, it's on me. Um, it's first off, you. 
the the time I have to listen to most of this music is like on the bus, right? And so yeah. there's a lot of interference there, especially with the low tones. Um, and then I listen to music pretty quietly, uh, which can like in in when I was listening earlier today, the vocals were pushed so forward with the guitar so far in the back because I yeah. was probably listening quietly. Um, and I don't know, man. Like it, it, music obviously sounds better when it's loud, but uh, yeah, that's that's got, a problem. I got man. sensitive girls. I got my they have are sensitive. <laughs> uh they have such good mixing and mastering that it like you're doing them a complete disservice if you're listening to them on bad headphones or in a shitty environment where it's like hard to hear what's going on because like it's so well mixed and mastered like it's i I, you're but i will discounting your whole let me get to my next point let me get to my next point which is First and foremost, I believe music is going to be good music no matter what volume. I've always believed that, even through sound school. Uh, you should be able to hear everything at any volume. That's for sure. And the song structures were just so... I, I was All surprised when I learned this was the 11th album they made. Because it sounds mm. like by now they should be pushing the envelope a little bit in what they're doing. Yeah, I mean the, like, the Pitchfork review of this album is saying the exact same shit that that you're saying. They're just like, you've heard these songs forty or fifty times from Bad Religion already, and, and so it's like you know, it's it's kind of not fair because I this is the first Bad Religion album I've listened to, but I thought that's why I thought this was one of their first ones. The first time I listened to it, I was like, okay, yeah. like they they have this thing that's that carries on through their whole repertoire these harmonies these guitars the tone the vocals um but 11 11 albums 20 years and it's still the same shit yeah but I don't yeah know, man. it's it's just like they for better or for worse they went back to their roots on this record and this record got compared mo- a lot to two previous records from them one called generator and another one called um uh oh, uh suffer and i love both of those albums and suffer is actually considered like one of the quintessential like 90s punk records because they kind of started the whole sc- skate punk sound but a lot of bands like ending up ending up eating their lunch with um so like bad religion did introduce this sound to punk like this specific thing that they do mm-hmm. so they do this so fucking well and for me as a new fan when i first heard this album it was just like, you know, the best thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> you know, I didn't, sure, yeah. I didn't have six or seven or 11 albums that I'd heard already by them. So I'm like, this is fucking incredible. And then I got to go back and listen to all the things that led up to this record. And in my opinion, this is the best of all that stuff, probably next to Suffer. So I don't know, man. I, it's, it's definitely like time and place for me. Um, it was just when I was getting into punk, really. And so there was a, there's like so much, this was such a present record in my life. And I still, even though pitchfork gave it a five, uh, I think that's fucking harsh. You might do the same, but it's interesting because I looked at the album that came out after this, the empire strikes first, which I think you might dig actually, um, pitchfork gave it an 8.2. 
Oh shit! The, the follow-up record, and they said that literally, is... be... yeah. How big is that from Pitchfork, right? Uh, they are, yeah. They they take that shit very seriously. Uh, yeah, and they what, they gave it a, an eight because they said it was like after so many albums from them that just sounded the same after over and over and over again. They finally like came out with something new, and uh, that is uh, yeah, a fucking. I listened to it. They literally do like that's such a different record for them because they do like double bass on some songs. Oh, shit. Like they, yeah, it's like the the drummer just discovered double bass like between the two records and he uses yeah. it a lot and that on some shapes songs. The whole album. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I, it gives it a much heavier, but also they they're a lot more catchy. There's like they're more pop punk on that record than they are on any of their previous stuff. I and I I will I will give them so much appreciation and credit for i mean fuck man uh I mean, they're fucking bad for 20 years this yeah. is their 11th album and they still they still seem like they are on top of their fucking game yeah. you know i mean they're they're still on tour they're still releasing yeah, they records released every one or two years <laughs> yeah that's what i mean like they're they're like, pretty fuck. fucking steady and uh and again for better or for worse you know pretty much all doing the same thing um so their records did i think after empire strikes first it was a slow slow decline in quality um and originality and uh and so i haven't i never really i haven't liked any of their stuff that they've come out like in the last 15 20 years to be honest yeah um (laughs) but man i think for me and the era of punk that i was into which was like you know kind of really got into like 1994 to like 2005 punk um maybe like a decade a little over a decade so much good fucking skate punk and pop punk music came out at that time and i i hold this album up as one of the best of that era um and definitely one of the catchiest of that era as well um so you know a very personal record to me my favorite bad religion record i feel like there's so little fat on this album too like personally i feel like there's only one or two tracks that i would I would scrap, but this is just such a solid front to back great album. And in my opinion, starts out just as strong as it ends. And uh, yeah, man, it's a very special record. I think, I think it's like not just a return to form for them, but it's like reclaiming bad religion, kind of reclaiming, like this is our shit, you know, like don't forget who the fucking, you know, the forefathers are here. they, They were, they were on the brink of collapse. They thought, the album before this one was their final one they came back they i believe it was a return to the charts as well yeah they they, people were like this album was huge when this came out it was like huge in my group of friends huge in the punk scene and so like how how many bands come back after their heyday and just breath of fresh air we're back we got another 10 years in us another 20 years in us yeah, that's wild. It's, it's crazy. fucking wild. It's crazy. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, this this has some of my favorite Bad Religion songs on this album, and it has some of my favorite punk songs on this album. So Damn. this is a hard man. It's just because those two that I don't like Broken. So Broken is like making me feel like I can't. The fact that I really don't like Broken is making me feel like I can't give this a nine. But I'm gonna give this a nine. Give it a nine, man. It's, I'm gonna, it's I'm one out of nine. 14 songs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a nine. Good. Good on you, man. Good. For, good for you. Good on. Hey, you did really good, bud. Are you proud of me? 
I'm proud of you. Don't let anyone else tell you you're stupid or you have bad <laughs> fucking taste, man. You have bad taste. Everyone's it, saying um, that. Don't listen to them. Ever, everyone's saying it, but yeah, it's like, do you, are you like me? Do you genuinely think like sincerely think that you have good taste in most things? I don't. I think I have bad taste. I'm a trash in, person. <laughs> I think I have bad taste in music, man. I like really you think that I think there's a lot of like hot takes that uh would drown this incredibly successful podcast that we have <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> just off the heat. rails um, it, it, there's just like I mean, a lot of we've disagreed on a lot of things that like and it, you've surprised me not by not liking things that I think are objectionably good yes but I wouldn't yeah. say that you have a bad taste in music. You do like some weird shit. That's for sure. I think I'm very particular about what I really, really like, but I can appreciate music. I, I think I can appreciate music well enough. I can appreciate, like, I see what they're doing. I understand why this band is popular or why they have this cult following or, you know, why no one, you know, all that stuff. But yeah, the, yeah. my, my personal library is, is not very big. <laughs> dude that i could not be more opposite like i think i have such a good taste in music <laughs> and i and i like a lot of stuff too like i, I think you do, you like do a lot too. of bands man I, yeah you you like a lot of like different genres I think just you have like great me taste in music thanks dude i genuinely think i have good taste in music like i feel like i understand it's so funny because you you i i'm still figuring out i feel like so many of my friends I know exactly what to send y'all. I know I'm like, ooh, fucking. And it's and I don't send every song to every friend. You know what I mean? Like if I send yeah, you a no, song, yeah. you're the only one receiving that song. You know, like 99% of the time, it's like I thought of you. Um, and you still like surprise me sometimes. I I was thinking 50-50, you were either gonna love or hate this record. Um, because sometimes when we listen to like more aggressive loud shit, you're like, I needed this, man. I needed like, you know, some, I needed a good punk record, you know? And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Like big wig. Like you, lo- you liked big wig. I was super into big wig. I was super yeah. into municipal waste. Yeah. That, me, that, I, that was like a tiny little hole in my heart that I couldn't <laughs> fill with anything. Yeah. But then those fucking speed metal beats fucking got me where I needed it. That thrash filled your gash. It th- filled my fucking gash, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm gonna give this one it's a lot better than when we started uh your enthusiasm has definitely helped with that i my passionate fucking passion yeah yeah all right um the fact that this is a 20 year old band on its 11th album and they're still going hard as fuck and it's still they're still obviously putting a lot of love and effort into these songs and these records yeah. I think that's it's very cool. I the songs a lot of songs are very catchy. Um I think, you know, the the album after this they're trying new stuff. I think I I was hoping for uh, a little bit of that. I think the songs can just be a little samey. That's just be- from my unsophisticated fucking mind. How much have you heard bad, of Bad Religion before we listen to this album? I've only heard uh spread out like singles right yeah. i've heard like i listened to the crazy taxi soundtrack oh, right yes <laughs> so good that's what got me into bad religion yeah and so like 
my favorite songs are like i want to conquer the world yeah and uh i do like you uh you is great um uh something oh man i'm forgetting what the song is called but yeah the that was all from i think the gray race which is also a great bad religion or no peace is that no uh you're saying like is that a song i i I thought that was the album uh i think i'm mistaken in any case oh no no that's not an album i'm gonna give this album a 6.6 okay and it's much better than what i was gonna give it originally i think it's a solid piece of punk rock if you are into punk I think you're going to be into this album. I don't think you're going to have any complaints to my buddy Pierce, who doesn't like sing punk as he calls it. Uh, he doesn't like social di- social distortion is like one of his least favorite bands. And uh, give it Misfits? a chance. Man. Misfits sings. What the fuck? Dancing is singing, dude. I don't know if that's singing. Not. It's not good. So that's what he means. He doesn't like it when punk singers sound good. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like it when it's okay. too pristine or too good. Well, I've heard the same about Rx Bandits, that some people had a hard time getting into them because of how Matt Embry sings. I, that's wild. Uh, that's not, you know, they started as a punk, as a ska punk band, you know, like his voice, his vocals are weird for ska punk. That's why they ended up, that's why they changed their sound so much through the years. I feel like it's because his voice wasn't classic for that. He was too good, too soulful, you know, it's tough problems, man. It's tough. But you're giving this a 6.1. I'm giving this a 6.6. 6.6. 6. I can 6. accept 6, that. sir. I'm, ha- yeah. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. It's all for you, bud. Hey, thank you. Um, <laughs> what are some of your choice nugs? Or uh, your uh, honorable, honorable mentions, if you have Some any. of my honorables. Uh, let me take a look here. I liked, I liked Prove It. Uh, yeah, Prove It's great. Yeah. I liked Sorrow. 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 I, I don't know what accent was trying to f- crawl its way out of my mouth. Sorrow. Sorrow. Um, the lie I liked. Oh, uh, I thought the lie was a little bit of like an outlier for me. Also, a little bit I of like a just a good song. It. Yeah, yeah, it's still a good song. It was just uh, yeah, it didn't stand out to me. I I was also not a fan of Broken. I thought it came in at a weird time. It's they it's kind of like song. they they wanted to bring the punks in. And then to immediately usher them out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It was such a, it's such a like, especially putting it in that order, it doesn't work and it just completely takes you out of the album. I thought it was odd. It was a bad choice. It was a bad idea. It should have been a B side. I'm going to tell you my Narnug, my first Narnug is me. Kyoto Now. Baby. That's my other choice, Nug. No shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, fuck. Let's go, I, man. That that also is is and always has been one of my favorite bad religion songs ever. I'm I'm very much a fan of the lyrical content. I think it's one of the it's my second favorite chorus on the album. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, it's one that also gets stuck in my head to the point of like insanity sometimes. <laughs> it's tough, man. Whenever you get those like I mean, the backup vocals help fill the so- the sound out so much. They use it a lot, especially yeah. in the choruses. Yes. Um, and and this it works is no every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and it has, it's one of the first like solos on the record too, or the first solo. Um, and I, I've always loved their solos. Yeah. They, they had a lot more solos than I was honestly expecting on this record. They, it, that was something that was like on every song before. 
sometimes or not really? every song but they, there was a lot of solos in bad religion music so um it's weird to hear so few on this record and it's like they only show up in the second half of the record too right. yeah anyway <laughs> kyoto no so good yeah and i, I love that was one of those songs that kind of got me to start uh looking into like government shit you know like understanding really? yeah understanding, like the like, kyoto now movement and stuff yeah the whole like greenhouse gas uh emission thing and, and it was just you know like that was a great thing about bands like anti-flag and bad religion for me at that age. Cause, cause they got me to start like looking things up and learning like things from our history and kind of radicalizing me a little bit, you know? Yeah. And uh, as seems to be the case, uh, a lot of the time for our favorite bands uh, as relevant today, if not more than it was back then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For I like sure. this it's- whole record like yeah yeah i feel like especially the record after this where they really start tackling a lot of the like war on terrorism and all that shit like yeah it's it's definitely more prescient or prescient or whatever today than prescient. uh yeah well some of my honorable mentions pretty much all of them but there were some that like i fucking yes uh supersonic is such a fucking awesome song mm. uh destined for nothing which i already mentioned like such an earworm and so fucking good so catchy uh and i love evangeline i think evangeline is also one of the catchiest choruses evangeline's good too it's and i love the 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 like super pop punky closing chorus where they kind of like open it up and do more like they cut they cut the beat in half and become super boppy and like just head bobbing and everything and then i thought you don't belong was a great song too um and it reminded me a lot of no effects or like lag wagon or something. I don't know if you ever heard Lagwagon or like No Use for a Name. I've heard a little Lagwagon. Yeah. It, it, you Don't Belong reminded me of that. It, it was kind of more, his voice was a little different. His delivery is a little more like fluid and and longer, like singies. Um, it also had, it was like, it sounded like an 80s coming of age song, but in a musical also. Like it was another one of those musical yeah, yeah. sounding songs. And then I can't believe you don't like the defense. The defense uh, is such a good song. Defense is fine. I'm it's like it. the heaviest song on the record. It's really weird and like claustrophobic sounding and like it sounds kind of paranoid. You know, I love the sitar. But... I had no idea there was a sitar on this record until I went to the Wikipedia. <laughs> headphones, dude. I dude, I do not think they it's strike again. Distinguished. They strike again. <laughs> I You're thought like, it was is that just a, a guitar it, effect pedal. I thought it like, was is that a bazooki? Is that a bazooki or a banjo? Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, wait. Is that a lute? And so those were your Narnobles, you and you already said your fucking other Narnog was sorry. Yeah, we're yeah, we're done here. I I'm sorry, sir. Oh wait, you still have. Oh man. I still have my I thought this was gonna be your second one. No, yeah, no. Honest. Um oh, what do you got? I first heard this song, I'd say probably 10 years ago. Uh, as a fan animation on YouTube of Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Uh, and I think from that from that clue alone, it's Super Sonic. It's the first song on the album. Oh, okay. Dude, yeah. Think, gr- that's a great uh, Sonic the Hedgehog song. <laughs> it is great because yeah. he goes Super Sonic. Um, I think it's like I love, I love the fucking pace. I love the guitar tone. It's my favorite chorus on the record. I think the backup okay. vocals are utilized fantastically uh so, like again super queens theatrical 
yeah coming in like, on like the second half of like i could go super sonic the problem's chronic ah <laughs> you know yeah that kind of thing yeah yeah and like yeah and you don't hear oz like that in punk music uh no. and i love the intro so much uh, yeah. it's like oh it's like oh my god what a way to start a song i again my favorite like this is bad religion to me is this song is this yeah. fast pace is this vocals this chorus these backups this, this guitar tone like this is it to me. that is bad religion yeah it's like you play supersonic for people when you're just like have you ever heard bad religion they're like no you're like all right here like yeah. that is the song to play Boom. yeah like, this is probably then, one of the best. <laughs> the the bridge where like the backup vocals are kind of saying different shit, and he's like, you know, I got to me, you know, whatever. Listen yeah. to the song. I can't describe it well. Oh, well, uh, oh yeah, I'm thinking of the defense, the end of the defense, where he's like, it's combination now, and then the backup vocals are like, Violet, Violet. like it's pretty much doing, that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much that. Yeah, they, they're just. <laughs> Fucking great at it, man. Uh, but yeah, man, that's my second nug. And oh shit, now we're done. All right, what were you gonna? What were you coming in into this? What rating did you have coming into this? Um, man, I mean, if I was being honest with myself, I was thinking like yesterday. I was thinking a five. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. Just because, like, I was getting I a five know. vibe. It it wasn't it wasn't like grasping me. Yeah. Uh, like I was hoping it would, but after more listens, after hearing uh, what you like about it, six point six. All right, hey, I did my job. <laughs> You're a bad religion acolyte now. Is that how that works? Yep. Well, there you go. I'll send you a shirt, uh, and that's Thanks, it, bud. buds. Thank you for listening or watching, however you choose to do. Uh, go listen to all our other episodes um rate us review us share it with your friends uh and you know at least on spotify we have a, a little qa thing for every episode that we upload that it says like what did you think of this album you guys can yeah, answer yeah. The, go answer that qa if you you know if you want to interact or leave us a comment on youtube um ash what are we listening to next do you know man i'm looking at the uh list of albums here and man a lot of shit on here <laughs> So much like stuff. shit shit or like a lot of just a lot of a choices. Lot of, a lot of good shit, a lot of bad shit. Why'd you a put lot of normal medium shit, you know? Why why did you put anything bad on there? Um uh, well there's like a couple albums that I want to listen to that are like iconic that I've never uh, understood, uh, you know. Like I do have like, a few on my list also that are like ones I've never heard before, but like I've been wanting to listen to Latin music. Like we haven't talked about any Latin music on this podcast before so that's gonna be one of my next ones uh i think the album i'm gonna go with over here that i've already decided by the way Uh um this is just i just want to like really prelude to this yeah really make it really dramatic we're gonna go a different fucking direction man if if we're if you're gonna pick like a latin album you know in, in a couple weeks i'm gonna pick a weird fucking electronic album Oh, okay. Um, this is an EP titled 19 by the band Who Killed XIX. Killed XIX. Who Killed XIX or XIX 19. 
It seems like they had legal problems. 19. Who killed 19? Okay. I've definitely never heard of it. If they were called XIX, I guess that'd be a self-titled record. Uh, And he says an EP? Yeah, It's an EP. It's like six songs. Uh, It's got the two of them smiling on the front. I think it's a great electronic record. I I don't have the be- the highest hopes for you enjoying it, but I'm gonna try to. Great. I'm gonna tell myself that you're gonna like it, man. Oh uh, well, all right. Let's hope that you are right. I guess. I think it goes hard. I think it's cool as fuck, and I think if you're not lame, you're gonna enjoy it. Oh wow! All right, uh, all right. We're gonna listen to "Who Killed Xix" by Xix. Um, wait, what was it? By it, the album is nineteen by the band Who Killed Xix. That's it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, all right, man. Cool. I'm into it. Um, anything you you want to say? Before, any closing statements? <sighs> man, just find yourself out there. You know, just live your truth. Don't listen to society's fucking rules, man. Just break out. Be you. Be who you want to be, even if it's fucking cringe and cheesy. Be honest, we're all cringe and cheesy. Just let the cringe be a part of you, you know? Go on a cringe binge. Go, go on a cringe binge. Just fucking get the jitters out of your system. And then wear Have that a weird fucking... It, wear, it, like, color that fucking hair. You know, wear that fucking skirt. Uh buy that fucking thing that you want to buy at the store that's like oh it's kind of a bit buy it just make it do it you know make the weird happy. alien dick that lays eggs in people yeah if into that buy one into, of those things if yeah. you're like i don't know maybe maybe i'd like being of the other gender maybe try that out you know i don't know yeah do, do whatever whatever you want to fucking do i don't know life's too short life's too short to just be one gender the whole time is what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> try it out just try it out it's not confusing at all i you'll i'm yeah i i wish i could just fucking beam into your head how not confusing it is i mean that's true it'd be confusing for someone who doesn't feel that way i guess so <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right good closing statements i like it um ash this was good lucas this was good uh bye 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 all bye da, 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 da.